Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to a very special episode of... What, what's this? This one is called Madame Magenta Sonos Mystica. Oh, that's the one, yes. I was forgetting what this this thing that well, we're doing well, right now is. Well, it's quite confusing now, isn't it? Well, it is because we've diversified. And we'll explain more about that in a moment, even though I think we did on the last episode as well. But we'll explain again. Anyway, this episode, let me tell you why it's special. It's got listeners' letters, which actually doesn't make it special at all, does it? Because all the other ones have listeners' letters as well. No, that's true. But then each of the episodes is special in its own way. Yes, and each letter is special in its own way. Yes, which means that none of the episodes are special and none of the letters are special. That's right. Yes. It's, it's like the human race, isn't it? Yes, we're all special, which means that none of us are special. It's very profound, actually, if you dwell on that. The truth in both those statements, it's quite something. Yes. It's best if you, you know, take a little toke on your doobie and mm. then dwell on it and you can really see the profundity little bit of philosophy to start things off. Oh, why not? Well, never underestimate your listeners, Bernard. That's true, yes. yes. Which is why one day I was just, you know, doing a little bit of what I do, mm-hmm. the uh, fortune telling and all that. Yes. And I had a vision, Bernard. You did, didn't you? Yes. I had a vision. A vision came unto me <gasps> and it said to me, I won't tell you what the vision looked like. Let me just say it had a cracking pair. Nice. I think it was a mirror. I think I was just looking in a mirror. But then you had an idea, you know, look, yes. checking yourself so out. So the, the vision said unto me, it said, set up a second feed magenta separate to this one. And on that feed, put a series of stories, including, uh, you know, uh, short form dramas. Yes. And uh, stories from people who aren't you. Because, you know, on this feed... I'm talking about feeds as if our listeners know what that is. Uh, podcasts is what it is. Podcasts. Yes. So this is a podcast feed, isn't it? So, yes. Because so, on this podcast feed, as we know, we've had stories about our lives. We had the story about the time that... Um, what was the first one? Uh, so De- De- Derek, your first husband. Oh, Derek. Oh, he God. came back in ghost form and you had to pull off a, a Swiss bank oh, heist. And then in the yeah, second one, we were dealing with a, a, a serial killer of mystics. Oh, we? that's right. Yes, it's very easy to forget these things have happened to me. Mm. But yes, yeah, so on this podcast feed, we talked about those stories. But on this other podcast feed, said my vision, which was me in a mirror, cracking pair, Yes, said... Put it on a separate feed so you can do other people's stories because you're running out of stories. So this is what we've done, isn't it? Yes. So we have a new podcast. It's called Magenta Presents. Yes, that's right. And in, in it, I, Magenta, present. Last week, we published the first episode of a story called Ghosted yes. on the other feed, on so, the other podcast. So this is a five-episode uh, drama series, isn't it? It is. So uh, they're being released weekly, and we're going to, at the end of this, after the listener's letter and all the rest of it, uh, at the end of this, we're going to play you that first episode in an attempt to lure you onto the other feed. Because we don't have an audience over there, you see. We've got all you lot on this podcast feed yes and absolutely no one on the other one so we need to bring you over yes so yeah we released it last week didn't we bernard we did and and our very few listeners on this this other feed very much enjoyed it yes they're giving us uh, some some nice five star reviews there was one wanker who gave us two stars 
I wonder who that is? One of my enemies? Yes, it's probably Stephen, isn't it? Oh, it it? probably is, isn't it? Bloody Stephen. So, you know, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. So you can go, oh, marvellous, marvellous, blah, 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 five stars. That's most of them. And then someone hasn't said anything. They've just given us two stars. Bastards. Yes. Really brought the average down. I'm absolutely... Actually, I don't care. No, we don't don't care. It doesn't bother us at all. It doesn't mean anything at all. At all. I mean, if you feel like that, why don't you just uh, come and say it to my face? Yes. I mean, what are you scared of? Are you scared I'll curse you? You're not worth the hex! You're not worth the hex. Not that I care. I'm not bothered, Bernard. No, no. Hmm. Shall we do the first letter? Yes, all right. So we're uh... going to do a bit of bibliomancy, and then we're going to move on to talk about Ghosted and then actually show you Ghosted. So the, the good thing about this is once you've heard this first episode, you can now go over to the new Magenta Presents podcast feed and listen to the second episode. Oh, yes, because we've released the second episode, haven't we? Yes. I mean, you have. I don't get involved with the technical side. Well, uh, yes, I've done it. So by the time you hear this, there'll be another episode for you to listen to straight away. Marvellous. It's quite spooky as well. It's yes, it's, it's creepy. It's genuinely scary. If the title didn't give it away... It's about ghosts. It is, isn't it? There's a Ouija thing in it as well. Yes. Oh, actually, it's Ouija, isn't it? Ouija, Like squeegee. Yes. Squeegee board. But scary. Somebody told us the, the, the story of how they came up with the name Ouija, didn't have they? Have we already told our listeners? I feel like we might have done. I don't know. I don't think we have. No, okay. We tell everyone this. Well, apparently, yes, the story goes that when they were designing the, the Ouija board in the sort of uh, late 19th century, which was intended as a toy, wasn't it? It was like yes. a board game. They treated children correctly then, didn't they? Yes, yes. They were like, you're you're all creepy as hell, we're you're weird miniature humans. Expose you to dark forces at yes. a very young age. I mean, they're, they're highly, as we all know, highly attuned to the dark side yes. when, you're, when you're little. Yes. Because you're creepy. You're inherently creepy, aren't you? Yes, you get a bit less creepy as you get older. And so you lose that ability to tap into the dark side. That's right, yes. Mm. So so they asked the the uh, the first users of the board to to ask the board what it should be called. Yes, they asked little little Sammy and little Pruny. (laughs) Is that a name? (laughs) Pruny. Uh, And little Lob lob raisin. <laughs> so they are. They they all got together and they. I don't they, know about children. They put names. the glass on the board and the glass spelled out the the word Ouija. And they went with it instead of going Ouija. Ouija. What's that? We can't call it that. Marketing worked very differently in the nineteenth century, didn't it? Yeah, they very much like we do things. I think you know they do it once. They go, oh, that'll do. First instinct. Yeah, you were right the first time. Mm. So let's do the letter. All right. So the first letter, who's the first letter from, Bernard? The first letter is from David. Davide. Oh, Davide. Hello, Davide. Uh, he has said in the past that uh, uh, he has an Italian accent, but it sounds oddly Welsh. Well, we met Davide, didn't we? We did, yes. He came along to the podcast festival thingy in London. Yes. He gave me chocolates. He did. Have the rest of you done that? I, no, you haven't. No, as far as we know, he's the only one yet to do that. So Think on, everyone. Think mm, on. He's winning. All right, so I'll, I will do his letter uh, in the Welsh-Italian accent that he has specified. All right. Dear Madame Magenta, hope you and Bernard are well. I'm back with more queries for you after you nailed your previous answers. I work for an engineering company and I have a few colleagues I don't go along with, which is a hard feat in itself, as I tend to be easygoing. They ignore my advice and point of view, even though I am responsible for the work in that precise area, and they refuse to be collaborative and provide me with the information I need. I have flagged this issue with my boss, but she cannot do much about it, and they are a bit senior, a bit more senior than me. I have threatened to stop working for them if they ever need anything from me in future, but most of the time it's the other way round. 
These colleagues are based in Germany, so I cannot talk to them in person. Talking to them on video conferencing makes everything more impersonal. They won't even switch on their cameras. It's an extremely frustrating situation. And every time I have an interaction with them, it takes me half a day to calm down. What should I do to make them listen to me? I look forward to your expert advice. Oh, this is hard, isn't it? Oh, David. Oh, it's awful working with other people, isn't it? Yes, that's why we don't do it very much. No, God, no. Bad enough working with the recently or long deceased, to mm, be honest. Yes. But the living are even more obnoxious. Although that sounds like I'm a serial killer. I'm not a serial killer. No, no, no. No. All right, so we have two appropriate to ghosted books to use. Yes. So the first one is My Best Friend's Exorcism, written by Grady Hendrix. Now, we must have commented on Grady Hendrix's name before, because that's just an incredible name. It's a bit too cool. It's a bit... I don't believe it. No. And the other one, uh, let me get this tome, this dusty tome, is Ghost Stories and Other Horrid Tales. Now, this is a beautiful uh, edition that we don't remember buying. No. I think it just appeared on our shelves, genuinely. Really have no idea. No, where. yeah, it's far too classy. We wouldn't have bought this. No. So this is an anthology, a bit like... A bit like the new series Magenta, Magenta Presents. Presents. Yes. So maybe we should use that one, Bernard. All right. All right. So this is about David's absolutely horrid colleagues. You know, I'd say just quit, but... Uh, we, we, we better ask no, the book, yeah, No, we? that's right, yeah. And actually, you're going to find horrid colleagues everywhere, so... Yes. What are you going to do? Yeah, what true. are you going to do? Well, let's ask the spirits. Give us a number, Bernard. Uh, Reach into the ether. What is the ether telling you? 100, 100. 100. I don't think we've ever gone for that before. No, I just suddenly thought it's not a number I would choose normally. So give us another one. Two. Two. Right. After a moment's reflection to follow the advice of the ninsomi. Oh, oh, well. Okay, so a ninsomi is a profession, Bernard. Right. It's a profession. It's a fortune teller who tells fortunes by looking at someone's face. Uh, incredible. I mean, how else do you do it? Look at their foot. Um, I hands, know. I suppose. That's the other way, isn't it? Pans. Hands. Oh, hands. <laughs> you look at their pans. Yes, and bring your what, saucepan in. See what they've oh, been cooking. Oh, I see you've, you've got a, uh, what's that really expensive orange one? Oh, a Le Creuset. A Creuset. Mm, oh, well, your yeah. fortune's been all right up till mm. now, hasn't well, it? Well, then you charge them extra as well. Yes. If they bring in the Le Creuset, yes. they can afford it. You've anyway, so what we're saying, though. my dear, is that what you must do. So they're refusing to put their faces up on Zoom, aren't they? Yes, that's right. Well, they don't want you to read their fortune. Ah. Ah, Do they? No. So what you do is you go to the uh, staff bit of your your company's website. Right. And you print out their faces. Yes. And so whenever they're speaking, you you kind of like blue tack. Blue tack it you to your... blue tack it to your monitor. So you're looking at their face. And then, in a way, you tell their fortune. And a person's fortune throughout this lifetime is full of good things and bad things. And so focus on the bad things and it'll make you feel better about talking to them. Oh, yes. A little yes. bit of healthy schadenfreude. Well, it's a bit of schadenfreude. It's a bit of compassion for the patheticness of the human condition and the inevitability of suffering. <laughs> yes, a tragedy yes. of life. Yes. yes, yes, exactly. So while they're being all cold and unhelpful, you're, you're uh, digging into that well of compassion you're feeling for the, you know, the tragedy of the, their human condition. Yes. And you'll feel better about them. Huh. So it doesn't matter how irksome they're being, you'll feel a bit better. What a nice little motivational message there. Is it? Yes. Good. Right. On to the next letter, Bernard. All right. So the next letter is from a, a listener in, in Pennsylvania called Hock. 
Hello, um, Hock. Hello, Hock. Hock is a German wine. We're being very German today. Yes, what a Germanic it's podcast. It's a sweet German wine, so I'm sure Hock is a very sweet person. I'm sure he is. Yes. Uh, now, he says he has a very mixed background of Irish, German, Scottish, Anglo-Saxon and English, so take your best Isn't that guess. all white American? Uh, pretty much, yes. Mm, okay. Pennsylvania. Who's from Pennsylvania? Uh, John Fetterman, the, the new new senator, <laughs> oh, yes. the governor of Pennsylvania. And we all know that he sounds a lot like Gerard from The Witcher. Ge- Gerald. Uh, Ger- Ger- Gerald. 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 Yes. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I will read uh, this letter from Hock as Gerald. Good day to you, Madam Magenta and Sir Bernard. Ooh. During the lockdown, I lost 93 pounds but ended up having my mother-in-law move in with us for a while. And that ended up bringing back all the bad habits, and then some, resulting in gaining most of it back. She's moved out now, but the bad habits stuck around. Since then, I keep wanting to get back into working on my body and losing that weight again, but I can't seem to get very far off the ground, so to speak. My question is, what do I need to do to stay motivated? for losing weight and passing my goals. I mean, saying it in that voice makes me think you should uh, go and swing a sword around, Hock. Yes. Because that's probably excellent. Fight um, some monsters. Yes, yes. There's probably uh, there's probably sort of nerdy warrior uh, exercise um, classes about nowadays, probably, aren't there? yes. There I mean, bloody should be. I want to join one. Well, there's one near us that does medieval combat, isn't there? Oh, yes, where you hit each other with sort of big foam things. Yes, and then once you've got very good at hitting each other with big foam big things, then you, you actually graduate up to suits of armour. And, and swords and, and stuff. Yes, yes, genuine swords. And and suits of armour is basically like weightlifting, isn't it? That's true. It's very heavy. Mm. Although we haven't asked the spirits, Bernard. No, let's, let's, the spirits. Let's, let's go back to the anthology. The ghost, ghost stories. stories. Give us a number. Uh, 200. 200 for Hock. 200, all right. And give us another number. Uh, second from the bottom. Second from the bottom. The professor of Greek at Cambridge had been heard to say that no one knew more of the religious beliefs. There we go. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the professor of Greek... You know what the Greeks were all about? Uh, uh, Nude exercise. That's true. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the body beautiful. Yes, the Olympics used to be done completely in the buff, you know. The ancient Olympics when they were in ancient Greece. Yes. Not ancient at the time. Obviously, it was present Greece. Then. Present Greece. Yes, although not present Greece now. Yes. Gosh, time is confusing, isn't it? Isn't it? So, well, I think we got our answer there. Uh, nude exercise. Nude exercise, because I suppose when you're nudie exercising, it's actually quite motivating to see as your muscles get tighter and stuff and bigger. That's true, yes. Because you can literally see them, because although I imagine the bits swinging around might be difficult. What the hell did they do with that? You know, they're throwing a javelin and their, their you know, undercarriage is flopping around. Well, the Greeks famously uh, valued and uh, uh, aspired to a, a small junk, didn't they? Oh, that's probably why, isn't it? Yes. Because it flopped around less when you were exercising in the nude with your pals. They, they considered uh, the, uh, a large member to be a sort of sign of uh, being a bit unsophisticated, didn't they? Oh, yeah, we've all got our excuses, haven't we? Sure. I mean, you, if if that makes you feel better, ancient Greeks, then then you you say that. Yes. Yes. But anyway, there we go, Hock. Bit so, of nude exercise. Yes, so we started off with the idea that you should be like Gerald, and swinging a sword around and we're not far from that we then got an answer from the spirits that said a bit of sort of ancient 
nude exercise. Yes. So what did, what else do they do? Discus. Discus, and, javelin. Uh, javelin, running around, probably. Probably, I mean, yes. Probably. Oh, yes, they did absolutely ridiculous marathons, didn't they? Did they? Gosh, yes. Marathons across, like, countries. Oh, it was where the torch comes from, the Olympic torch. Oh, right. Someone running around for ages with a torch. Bollock naked. Absolutely bollock naked. For thousands of miles. With his little junk wobbling around. Yes. Maybe strap it to your leg. Would that help? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, that would be awful. That would tug. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, maybe a little pouch then. Yes. Okay, Hawk, you're allowed to wear a pouch. Uh, a little sort of discreet, uh, supportive thong. So that it doesn't, you know, because, y- y- you know, older men end up with very long bollocks. That's did true. You know that? Yes, I did know that. And yes. you're only going to, like, accelerate that process by doing exercise in the nude with ah, your yes. bollocks bouncing up and down. True. Stretching out your sack. Mm. Mm. So you needed, like, a, a sports bra for your bollocks. Yes. All right, there we go. Well, that was exciting. We got a couple of different sort of questions. Yes, very good. And it really set the tone for the sophisticated horror story we're about to play. (laughs) You know what? All right, listeners, you know what? So we've got a bit of data because we released one of the episodes last week. Yes. And you know what people are doing? They're skipping the bit where me and Bernard introduce Ghosted and they're going straight to Ghosted. Those absolute bastards. Can you believe it? It's like when people skipped chapters early on in this, uh, you God, know. Well, what is it about our one? listeners where they just seem to be determined to play things wrong? They just can't do things in order. They're no. anarchists. Yes. Which is appropriate, but still. Please listen in order, because you know what I did? I actually wrote a really quite dark and sophisticated little introductory paragraph to Ghosted. You did. And no one's bloody listening to it. Yeah. So I'm going to put it on here, on this feed. Yeah, right now. Right now. This episode, you've got no choice. This episode, and then we're going to play the first episode of Ghosted. And then if you want to hear the second one, you have to get yourself over to Magenta Presents, which is a totally different podcast feed. So how do they get? How do they find it, Bernard? Well, you can search for Magenta Presents uh, on any of your podcast players, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so on and so forth. Or you can go to longcatmedia.com slash magenta presents. There we go. That's pretty simple, isn't it? Yes. Pretty straightforward. All right. Let's do it. Would you like to uh, in, uh, play your atmospheric intro? Cue the music, Bernard. There are many stories we will tell over the coming weeks and months. Tales of magic, of the supernatural, of creatures fueled by eldritch forces. But what lies at the heart of such tales? Always man. The soul of mankind twisted by desires left unchecked. I want... I want, shrieks the creature, always hungry, always feeding, never full. Do you really think that infernal shriek, that endless appetite, disappears at the moment of death? No, indeed. Without a body to contain it, it becomes need itself. This energy released with the failing of a physical form forces a hole in the fabric of reality through which we can peer and sometimes find ourselves. Kira, are you up there? I've called the police. They'll be here soon. Kira, is that you? 
I'm going to wait in my car for the police. Kira, if it's you, say something. Wes? Wes? Kira! I found something. Upstairs. There's blood on your hands. I think you need to come and see. Kira? Why is there blood on your hands? Longcat Media presents Ghosted A man from the village told me about the lighthouse the first week I moved here. I think he was trying to scare me, or flirt with me. It's hard to tell the difference sometimes. He sat himself down in the pub, too close, and he said there were the usual stories from the old days, of ghost ships and storms and those driven mad by isolation. But when the lighthouse was decommissioned in the 60s, new stories emerged. Less gothic, but just as dark. When they removed the beacon, it shattered, and a shard hit a worker. He bled to death in the lantern room. And in the shadow of the lighthouse, grazing sheep would amble off the side of the cliff, as if they couldn't see the edge. People stopped bringing their dogs here for walks for the same reason. And then he told me of a figure that appears on the high walkway, looking out to sea. You must ignore it, he said. If you go to see who it is, if you speak to it, or try to help. What? What happens? I don't know. He wouldn't say. He just shook his head and said, The lighthouse is angry. It once had a purpose, now it's useless. An impotent, lonely phallus. A lonely phallus. That's what he said. He was trying to flirt with you. <laughs> lonely phallus. Schmuggo. All the things to pick up. There. You can see your face in that. Anyway, I told him. It's not lonely or useless. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel that offers a much-needed escape from the hustle and bustle of contemporary life. Perfect for a romantic mini-break getaway or solo retreat. <laughs> Mini break. Margo. Get away. Go on. Out you go. Fly back to the cottage. Mini break. Go on. Get away. That's how I describe it on the website. What do you think? Too generic? Hmm. Maybe I'll change it. Lean into the fact it's a lighthouse, not just another boutique hotel in the middle of nowhere. So, is it true about the shattered beacon and the sheep? Oh, yes. And there is the keeper. Ugh. It's the only time anyone speaks to me in the village to tell me about the bloody keeper. Maybe I should put him on the website. Do you think the keeper's a selling point? He's not, is he? The phone's ringing. Mmm. It'll be the heavy breather again. Three times this week. Ugh. You should report that. Right. That's me done. Are you leaving, Murta? Unless you want me to do anything else. Oh, no, no, not at all. Everything looks spick and span. Thank you. I'll see you out. 
Although, do you want a cup of coffee before you go? Tea? Peppermint? Pigeon? Rooibos? No, thank you. If I leave now, I'll beat the rain. Oh, you don't want to be caught in the rain. I'll give you a lift. You have a guest coming. Not for a couple of hours. They might arrive early. They're never early, and if they are, they'll just have to wait. They won't like that. Trust me, no one's ever early. They always get lost. That nav takes them miles away. My bike won't fit in your car. Yes, it will. There's no need, really. I'll cycle. I'll give you a lift. I don't want to be a bother. It's no problem, Murta. Let me go and get my car keys from the cottage and... No! I want to cycle. Please. Of course, yes, absolutely. Very good for you, isn't it? Exercise, so I've heard. Quite refreshing too, I imagine, cycling in the... brain. Are you quite sure? See you tomorrow, Miss Williams. Beth! Call me Beth. It's been eight months. I think we can drop the formality and you've walked off. Bye, Berta. She hates me. Why does she hate me? Mind how you go. Don't drown. Oh, shit. Got to cover the aviary. Shit, shit, shit. Oh. Oh, can we just have five minutes where it's not bloody raining? Oh. Hello, my darlings. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, please don't die. Oh, you're cross with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about the nasty rain. Oh, who the hell's that? Oh, God, that guest. They are early. Oh, you're bloody kidding me. Hi. Just park over there. Over there. Just park over there, next to my car. Oh, for God's sake, where are you going? Park over there, where I am pointing. Look at my finger pointing, my arms waving. Yeah, 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 hang on. I can't hear you. What are you, what does that mean? I don't, what, what are you, what do you want me to do? Oh my God. Hello, is this Bijou Lighthouse Boutique Stays? Park next to my car. Oh, okay. Just over there. Thanks. Oh, oh this is so bleak. Well done, Kira. Could have gone to Greece, but no. No, 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 no. Luxury UK mini break. Yeah, lovely. Okay. Jesus Christ. The door's open. Get inside, quick. My suitcase! Get it later! Oh, shit! Mind the puddles, it can get a bit battle of the song around here. <laughs> oh my god, it's so cold in here. I was going to light the wood burner before you arrived, but you're early, which is fine. I'll do it now. Oh, where have I put the, um, clickety-click, the lighter thing? Oh, sneakers. It's here somewhere. Uh, got it. Right. The window's open. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. I've got it. Good work. Oh, come on, you bastard. Light, damn it. Why won't you light? It's really coming down out there. God, look at it. Can't see where the sky ends and the sea begins. <gasps> I say it's not always like this, but it is always like this. <laughs> oh. What? Oh, no, no. Uh, I was joking. This is rare. Normally the rain is very gentle, like a fine vertical mist. That seems unlikely. Come on, why won't this catch? Come on! Yes! 
Oh, it's going. Oh. It's lit. Phew. Good. So, uh, let's start again, shall we? Uh, hello, welcome to Bijou Lighthouse. Very nice to meet you. My name's Bethany... Kira? Beth? Beth? Kira, what the fuck are you doing here? I wanted to go to Sheffield, but I got a D in maths, so I couldn't. I looked around the Sussex campus as well, but it was full of Beth, stop being a wuss and hold my hand. I don't want to do this. What if we channel some bad energy or Ugh. spirits? I didn't think you believed in that. No, I don't. I think. I don't know. <coughs> do you? Well, yeah. You do! Well... I've seen things. The Ouija board's drawn with a biro. It's not like it's going to work. No point in trying then, is there? What's the point in trying anything? Oh, fine. Should we just go to the pub? No. No. Let's do this. You just said you didn't want to. I don't want to go to the pub either. Too many people. I vote for the pub. I need a drink. <gasps> I've got a bottle of tequila. Grab it. Wes, it's just behind you. Someone on stand? Oh, legend. Well, let's do shots. Nice. And then we can uh, channel the spirits. Eh? Oh, fucking hell. Eh? Do, do you get it? Do you? Oh, Kira, stop it. I don't know what possessed you to say that. Oh. <laughs> High five, Brian. Yes, Brian! <laughs> I do not understand you two. <laughs> hey, look, it's got a hat on. You know the tequila's good when the bottle's wearing a little sombrero. <gasps> My cousin ate the tequila worm once and I had to take her to A&E. What? No, you didn't. Yes, I, I did, I did. She got really sick. They don't put tequila worms in ten quid bottles of tequila. It wasn't a ten quid bottle. Oh, shut up. You weren't there. Give me my shot. Here. Beth? No, thanks. I've got cocoa. Beth. If I drink at the stage of my menstrual cycle, I'll get a headache. And an upset tummy. Oh, please don't do that, boy. My tummy hurts so bad. Oh, stop it! <laughs> All right, hear it. On three. One, two, three. Mmm, <coughs> cocoa. Oh, so, what do we do now? Close our eyes? Yes, yes. Everyone, close your eyes. Breathe deep. And relax. Open the channels to the spirits. Listen to my voice. Breathe in. Relax! Give up! Ow! Right in my ear, that's not funny! It is not funny. You're not funny. Your face! You were like, what? Yeah, because you shouted in my face. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, gee. Okay, let's start again. Okay. Clear your minds of petty grievances <sighs> and relax. I'm keeping my eyes open, I don't trust you. Noted. Breathe in. Shall we just give up? No! We're going to sit here and we're going to do the Ouija. Someone asked the spirits a question. What kind of question? I don't know. Something like, um... What? The fuck are you doing here? I, I have a reservation. What are you doing here? Well, it's my lighthouse. Is it? 
You own this place. Your name wasn't on the booking form. Who the hell's Marjorie Whiteman? That's my pen name. Is that what she put? Oh, my God. Sorry, my literary agent booked this. I don't actually put Marjorie. I don't believe this. Me neither. <laughs> this is fucking bizarro. <laughs> is this... Is this a problem? Do you want me to go? Oh, God, you do. No, n- no, of course not. Don't be silly. I'm just... in shock, that's all. Me too. <laughs> How long's it been? Years. Over ten years since we graduated. Jesus. Fuck. Didn't think I'd ever see you again. <laughs> or I thought, if I did, we'd be in London or... Bag! You said you had a bag. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's in the car. I'll go get it. I'll go get it now. What? what? Car keys? Beth, please, you stay here, I'll get it. No, it's fine. You're the guest, part of the service. Need some fresh air anyway. Car keys. Uh, here. Are you sure? Of course. I'll alert the lifeboats if you're not back soon. <laughs> Very good, Brian. Brian? Never mind. I'll be right back. Ah. Calm down. Calm down, Beth. It's fine, it's fine. Shit! Should I have taken a gap year? What's your favourite colour? <laughs> no, that is crap. I I could have been in Thailand instead of here right now. If you'd taken a gap year, you'd never have met us. Sliding doors. <laughs> Hasn't the first question got to be something like, is anybody there? <gasps> the candle's gone out. Maybe there's a draught. It's colder. Oh. Do you feel that? It's not just me, is it? Very funny. <laughs> It wasn't a joke. It is colder. Put a jumper on then. Shall I relight the candle? No, don't. It might work better in the dark. <clears throat> is anybody there? The boiler's on if you want a bath! Oh. Fucking hell. Oh, sorry. Should I scave? Sorry. If you want a bath. It's fine. I've only just got dry. Are you sure? It's a very nice bath. It has these beautiful copper claws on each corner. Looks like it could scurry away at any moment. And I can put your wet clothes in the spin dryer what? while you I can't hear you, Beth. You can come in if you want to. Oh, right, yes. It's fine. It's fine. <sighs> Hello. You're in the dark. You changed in the dark. Couldn't find the light switch. Why didn't you say it's here? That's better. Oh, stop it, stupid light. So, what do you think of the bedroom? Coffee machine? Extra blankets here? Mm -hmm. Bible in the bedside cabinet? Mm -hmm. Retro. (laughs) And, of course, a 360-degree view. Wow, yeah. Do the windows open? Uh, Only that one there. And look! A 360-degree bed. Ooh, a bit different. This is where the lantern used to be, when it was a working lighthouse. So I thought, a circular bed with a yellow bedspread. Mm, very clever. A nod to the spirit of the place. Big round bed doesn't leave much room, of course, and it's a devil to fit the sheets. Uh, no phone reception up here? No. Sorry. There's a landline in the kitchen. 
And if you hang out the bathroom window on the first floor, you can get a couple of bars, but... Shh! Oh, sorry. Am I being too loud? Did you hear that? What was that? Hear what? That groan. Oh, that. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. I heard it all the time when I was renovating. Sanding wood until my back ached. Painting into the night. Varnishing. God, it used to make me ill. Anyway, I used to think the lighthouse was moaning like an old man. What are you doing to me? Fairy lights. Scatter cushions. <laughs> I think it likes it now. It's new look. Mmm. Yeah, it's lovely. Like a pub. A pub? A modern one. Like, they all look like this now, don't they? Brass and velvet, dark walls. It's nice. Just doesn't seem... Never mind. What? Oh, nothing. No, go on. What doesn't it seem? Doesn't seem very you. What does that mean? Oh, you know, it's kind of shabby chic for the trendy middle class. It's just not very you. What trendy and middle class? Your room at uni was like a prison cell. Bare walls, stained duvet. Well, yes, I was a child, wasn't I? One changes. Sorry, yeah. And I wasn't well, you know. I'm still not. But back then, I could barely sort myself out. Let alone... <laughs> oh, my God! Did you see that? What was that? Bloody great bird! Where? It, it, it flew straight into the window. It's still there. It's on the walkway. Look. Oh, no. I think it's a seagull. Should we help it? No, it's a seagull. We can't just leave it there. Yes, we can. Look, look, it's fine. It just, it's just stunned. It'll fly away soon. It doesn't look fine to me. Does this window open? No, don't. You, you can't go on the widow's walk. Widow's walk? It's unstable, even with the scaffolding. Oh. Oh, no. Was that the seagull? Oh, I think so. Why is it called the widow's walk? What? Oh, because you stand on it and look out for ships like a woman waiting for her husband to return who doesn't know she's a widow yet, presumably, otherwise what's she waiting for? Is it still there? Oh, it's still there. Oh, get up, shoo, shoo! I don't want to go to bed with a dying seagull right there. It's not dying. Nothing kills seagulls. We just need to leave it alone. Leave it alone? It'll fly off soon. Let's go down to the kitchen. Nice cup of tea. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm shaking. Oh, my knees are shaking. It was massive. It's like a dinosaur. Oh, I need a drink. Well, you're in luck. There's wine in the kitchen. All part of the package deal. Booze, breakfast and a welcome dinner. Do you really think it'll fly away? Wait, I paid for the package deal? You did. Did I? A local woman cooks breakfast, Myrta. That's her name. And I make dinner. A local woman? Do you think she'll know what to do about the seagull? Kira, just stop thinking about the seagull. It'll go away, I promise. <sighs> kitchen! This is the kitchen, which you know because we were here earlier. Anyway, uh, let me show you the wine rack. Here. Here is the wine rack. You know what, I'll leave you to it. If you need anything else, just pop down the hill to the cottage. Wait, Beth, uh -huh. this uh, dinner, do we eat together? No, no. I just cook and run. Your speciality. <laughs> Cooking, I mean. Not running. Except you didn't mean that, did you? Yeah, sorry, that just came out. <laughs> what a very peculiar day this has been. I shouldn't have said anything. I've made it weird. No. Yes, I have. Yes, but it was already weird, wasn't it? So what do we do now? Nothing. 
I'm fine if you are. Might help to talk about it. Okay, I'll see you tonight. Uh, for, for, for dinner? What time? Well, I normally serve around seven, but if you prefer later... No, 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 no that sounds good. You could stay for coffee afterwards to ease me into the crushing isolation of this place. <laughs> uh, nothing prepares you for that. Nothing's happening. Maybe we're doing it wrong. I don't think we're supposed to hold hands. I think we have to touch the glass. Oh my god. Beth, why didn't you say that before? We've just been sitting here in the dark like idiots. This was your idea. So, so, what do we do then? Like this? With our fingertips? Someone will nudge it. Yeah, Wes, that's how it works. The spirit pushes it to the letter it wants. No, I meant one of us will push it. Well, let's promise not to, okay? I promise not to push the glass. Okay. Now you just say it, go on. I promise, I promise not to, not push, to the push, the push the glass. Okay, let's do this. Come on. Fingers on the glass. <gasps> Fuck, it's moving. Wes, stop it! I'm not doing it! Are you? No, what? Oh, it's working, isn't it? It's working. It's a bit slow. Should we tell it to speed things up? Shh! Where's it going? Is that, is that E? No, G. G. This is really rather unnerving. I'm really rather unnerved right now. A. G. A. Ga. That's the symbol for gallium. Yeah, that's definitely what it means. It's moving again. C or B? B. What's in between? G A B. B. G A B. Gab. Gabriel? Like like uh, the Archangel. <laughs> and lo, he appeared unto us, pushing a pint glass we nicked from the pub. <laughs> Don't take the piss, you'll scare it off. It's going back to B. <gasps> Double B. Gab. Why? It stopped. Gabby. That's a name. Oh, fuck. Or maybe it's, it's feeling Gabby, like it's in a chatty mood. Maybe that's what it means. Like, hey guys, feeling Gabby tonight. What's the goss? I know a Gabby. You do? Who? My best friend. I'm your best friend. No, everything's a competition, Kira. I know, it's not a competition. Where did that come from? <sighs> Who's Gabby? You've never mentioned her before. Because she's dead. During A-levels. Road accident. Fuck. It's your dead best friend. Holy shit. Whoa. Do you really think it's her? This is fucking weird. Can we stop? Uh, no. Why would we do that when it's working? <sighs> Beth, Beth, speak to her. It's not her. Maybe it's another spirit. Maybe it's pretending to be her. Oh, that's really creepy. <sighs> I don't like this. Ask it something. Say, tell us something only Gabby and I know. Then if it does... <gasps> The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to Season 2 of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. 
You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debut on a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.